The pair you are about to hear are not professionals. Their opinions and beliefs are not that. They are just two idiots that are spitting nonsense. Happy well, New Year! Happy New Year! No, it's Merry Christmas. What are you uh, talking about? Merry Chrysler. I'm sorry. Oh man, it's Halloween! Woo! 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 If you can't tell, <laughs> the spirit Halloweens are coming out from hibernation again. Yes, which uh, you know, like I get excited about this time of year, but then that just reminds me that Michael Bublé and Mariah Carey are both <laughs> going to come out like sooner than later. You know what I mean? And that just horrifies me. They're gonna come out of their cave. Yeah, yeah, they're, pretty much. They're gonna come. They're gonna finally come out of their. They're cave gonna to emerge, and they're gonna be like, ah! and he's gonna be like, oh, and I'm gonna be like, no. Yeah, That's literally how it's the gonna mask happen. In the riches again. They're basically they're basically like dragons. They they hoard. They they live in their hoard for about like so long, and then they come out once in a while. Right, but their hoard to- is like strictly uh like. <laughs> <laughs> their hoard is strictly like uh the land of lost tr- christmas tree ornaments oh. like so, so like you know that you know that christmas tree ornament that you made with your mom in like 1999 uh yeah that that's where that went it's under Maiku Buble, and he lays there and the same way that smog the dragon does and he knows when yeah. people touch his his hoard yep but uh how's the week been oh my god i realized that i hate my math teacher so really uh, yeah yeah dude like he's mm -mm. like uh (laughs) not not my favorite i'm lucky that i've learned this before (laughs) that's all i gotta say like does he believe in aliens you know what i don't know if he believes in aliens but he looks like fucking asap rocky like and dude no no like he so like i'm in i'm in like dumb dumb math class all right so we're learning about uh slopes all right but every time he says slope he says slope s-c-h-l-o-p-e slope that's how he says slope dude and it pisses me off and it makes me want to pull my fucking hair out of my head every time i hear him say slope and I I I can't like bring myself to like not shut up about it. Every time he sa- every time he fucking says it, you know me. I just start repeating random shit like when I hear it and I like the way that it sounds, and I'll just be in class and I'll be like schlup, and I'll be like, what the he's fuck gonna, is a schlup? He's gonna start, and then the people gonna next start to rap- me start laughing. I'm like, oh fuck, he's, I said that too loud. He's gonna start rapping to you about geometry and shit, and bring it. No, luckily this is an algebra class, so like if we did de- geometry, I might actually explode. Oh, okay. I didn't know which one you were in. Are you in college algebra? Yeah. Okay. See, I've done that one already. Um, by the way, ASAP Rocky and Rihanna may get engaged from what they said. What I don't know fuck? what that means, but okay. Maybe. Um, we'll see where life takes us. By the way, um, when I said uh, the teacher uh, believing in aliens, my middle school math teacher believed she was abducted by aliens and they were watching her. Like believed it, believed it? Believed it, believed it. it. It's either she was off some meds or she literally believed it happened. Like, it, it's a mix of both. It, it, she, it, she I said had a substitute teacher one time take too much medicine. She was like, yeah. oh, oh my, my daughter died two weeks ago and I took a bunch of Xanax. And, like, she passed out <laughs> at the desk at school. 
Like, literally, like, we walked up to her, like, and we're like, oh, my God, is this bitch okay? And, uh, uh, like, we, we went over and we pressed the button because, you know, everybody has the intercom uh-huh. button in the yeah. classroom. So we pressed it and we're all like, um, I think we need, like, a security officer down here or and the nurse or something because our teacher just passed out. Like, yeah. and, uh, yeah, no, it was some old lady. She got fired from the district. She's not allowed to work there anymore. Like, <laughs> I yeah, dude, why. she was literally like drooling um, on herself. I was like, "Oh fuck, dude!" Like she yeah. does, she did some H and then just pass out, dude. Like the Missouri, the, the Missouri uh, overpass special, you know. Did she hit the floor hard? No, she didn't hit the floor. She w- she hit the desk. She was at the oh. desk and fucking. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She we were hit like the desk pretty hard though. Well, no, out. not ne- not necessarily. She just slowly started slumping down, like she was falling Got asleep, it. like that. And then, but she fell asleep. She didn't like pass out, like from standing position, traditional pass out. Like she pa- like she yeah, fell yeah, asleep yeah. in class. Like she was like, okay, this is what the teacher has us doing, and then like handed it out and fell asleep. And we were like, bro, is oh, this real life? I could. I could tell you several, like we, I have several <clears throat> weird teacher stories that I, we could talk about for a long time. Like, yeah, man. Like my fourth grade teacher got fired because he duct taped. This was after, after I was the, after I got out of elementary school, but my fourth grade teacher duct taped the person to a chair. So he got fired for that. Um, well, my seventh grade music teacher locked a kid in a closet and didn't get fired. Well, <laughs> I'm so serious. Wow. Yes. No. Like, uh, shout out to uh, uh, Mr. Cannon. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Dude, he gave uh, he gives if- you detention if you chew gum in that class. Really? That's so serious. Sick. I got detention one time for chewing gum. I, I just didn't think about it. Went and sat down at class. And he's like, no chewing gum in this class. You get detention. And then I went home and told my mom. And she called <laughs> She called him and cussed him out right in front of me. It was wow. so fucking awesome. Nice. Like, I was just like, mom... 10 out of 10 on on this front you know she's just like that is a stupid punishment and i don't want to have to pick my kid up after school because you don't want to allow her to chew fucking gum like she literally went hard like with the f-bomb i was like oh fuck like i was just like punching the air like <laughs> while my mom was just you know uh fucking she was, boxing. She was in a verbal battle she was going 10 rounds for me you know what i'm saying like yeah. i was just like oh shit you know but yeah, we should really turn that into a whole podcast of just weird things our teachers have done in front of us. There, there's so many that I've I know. Had. That's I what had. I'm saying because, like, we we have all this news. You know what I mean? But like, we could literally have like at least an hour's worth of content of us just like talking shit about teachers that we've had. It, it, not saying that teachers are bad. You just occasionally will get the one do not care or they'll just do crazy shit well yeah and especially us like we we're in college you know what i mean so we experience a higher amount of uh teachers than most people do you know what i mean Uh like because if you're because you know you have k through 12 and you usually stick with like one teacher for like you know kindergarten through fifth and then you start doing uh like three teachers a day for like six through eight and then you have like six or seven teachers a day you know, for like uh, nine through 12. And yeah. then you have even more teachers, you know what I mean? Because they change every semester usually for oh, yeah. uh, for college. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, Katie's going into teaching. She has her own job. So she's going to do great, though. I know she will. It won't drive her insane. But yeah, yeah, no. Uh, 
luckily speaking of, speaking <laughs> yeah, of you know what drove me ins- i'm gonna leave that i'm gonna leave it there yeah. like i love katie <laughs> uh, she's amazing she's gonna do great well um, i wasn't saying that she wasn't gonna insane, do great. though i watched chaos walking finally because it's on hulu I I I I, I they don't should, know. They should just rename it Chaos. It honestly. is Chaos. The the whole movie is fucking Chaos. I read into what. <laughs> Dude, you what literally sent me. The- you sent me an outtake, and I was just like, his lips aren't moving, but like the whole movie is in fucking uh in the brain. It's like if you don't have subtitles, like what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, fuck. It it, it is it fuck is such baby. a it is such a disconnect to watch these people think what they're saying and not speak it. It's it's a weird feeling to watch this film. And I looked into what was wrong with it from the book, and there is a fair about a, a fair bit of things that they changed. That they they were like, like look shouldn't. at look at this great source material. Let's throw it out the window. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> no, they literally they literally took the book and ripped it in half and, and used one half of it. Uh, right, but every other page. Uh-huh. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, instead um, of just half of the book, you know what I mean, but like the, it it was it is a mess. Uh you can watch it if you want if you have Hulu. Uh I don't recommend it as a sci-fi film and a good adaptation because it's really not. I mean, they had the star-studded cast that they had, but those were I'm pretty sure they hired those people because of marketing premises. And the thing is is that there's no other person that's memorable in the film except for the people that you know. Just like Tom Holland. My face. Yeah, Tom <laughs> Holland, uh, Ridley Scott. If that's if that's her name, if I'm right. The director. Uh, what? The 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 director. No, no, not the director. Not no, 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 no. That's hold on. I'm gonna look her name. Okay. No, that's not him. Who the fuck plays Ren from Star Wars? <sighs> What's her name? Not Ren. No, Ray. Jesus. Okay. Because I don't care about those Force Awakens. Yeah, I don't care about uh, them either. Played by, can I have Daisy Ridley? See, that's Daisy Ridley. Okay. That's what it is. Da- yeah, you're Daisy like Ridley, Ridley. You're like Ridley Scott, I mean, and I was like, he, no, he's no, no. A, he, I didn't know he was an actor. Director. I was like, like Taika Waititi. You know what I mean? Like he, yeah. he, he he's, <laughs> he's trying to do both things. You know what I mean? Like there's a plenty uh-huh. of people who do that. So that's why I was like, oh, I didn't know he was an actor. No, 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 no. Uh, Mads McKillen is the main villain, and that's pretty much it for the the cast that you know. Everybody else is kind of B, C list actors that or actresses I did not recognize. Um, you know what? Mads Mikkelsen is A tier. Yeah, no, but uh, Labor Day weekend comes up. Shang Chi comes out. We're gonna go see it. It's gonna yep. be great. I'm excited. Sunday. It has good reviews apparently already, and people are liking it really, really well. I'm glad. Um, but. Yeah, I come. I go home Friday, so that'll be fun to go home to and see that and hang out with you and Katie and all that fun stuff. But we should get into the news because we actually have some stuff that's pretty interesting to talk about. Yeah, at least for some, the week. Some some exciting news. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, well, top of the show. We're gonna start it out. Star Trek Tuvok actor Tim Russ. So he played Tuvok in uh, Star Trek Voyager. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He played Lieut- Lieutenant Commander Tuvok. Uh, and he is helping NASA find asteroids. Like, that's what he does now. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like, wow. I, I was just like, wow, that's like a not a hop, skip, and a jump away from what he was doing in his free time. You know what I mean? Just being an actor <laughs> on fucking Voyager. Uh-huh. He was just like, actually, I want to do that in real life. Like, and then uh, decided to 
help uh, help them find a- asteroids. But uh, he's not exploring new planets aboard the USS Voyager this time. Uh, he's helping locate asteroids in space from Earth using a special telescope. Uh, Russ is a citizen is a citizen astronomer and has been part of the LA Astronomical Society for 29 years. Uh, he told USA Today that he's been a hobby astronomer for 35 years. So his history in Star Trek and what he's doing with NASA now is simply a coincidence. As for why NASA need the help of Russ and five other citizen astronomers, the answer is simple. Their telescopes can find Patroclus. Patroclus. Uh, yeah, All right. Patroclus. He received an email from Unistellar, the maker of his Unistellar EV scope uh, and Equinox telescope, asking if he was willing to volunteer his time and efforts to help NASA locate Patroclus, uh, an asteroid orbiting Jupiter. Um, <clears throat> they will simply find a star field on its own, and it will fi- and we'll figure out where it is, uh, is what Russ said. You just punch in the object you want to go see. After you punch that in, it will move to the object on its own, and it'll hold it and track it. Then it'll layer the images for that object so the image becomes much bigger in size. That's a that's a pretty high tech telescope. Like that's yeah. not just your standard, you know, refraction reflection telescope, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But uh uh finding Patroclus will aid NASA's upcoming October uh mission when they see the organization launch a probe named Lucy into space to study the Trojan asteroids, which includes Patroclus. Uh, Lucy will launch in October 2021 with boosts from Earth's gravity. We'll complete a 12-year journey to eight different asteroids, a main belt asteroid, and seven Trojans, four of which are members of the two-for-the-price-of-one binary systems. Uh, (laughs) I know. Uh, NASA's Lucy... That's such a deal. I know, right? NASA's Lucy mission overview reads... Lucy's complex path will take it to both clusters of Trojans and give us first up-close view of all three major types of bodies in the swarms. Uh, The Lucy mission will revolutionize our knowledge of planetary origins and the formation of the solar system. Lucy's discoveries will open new insights to the origins of our Earth and ourselves. So, uh, that's pretty cool. That's cool here. Yeah. Look, see more. Someone's going to release on one of those asteroids. We're going to find an alien egg. It's going to be awesome. Get ready, right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they're they're saying the uh, hazard. They're looking at the probability of hazardous asteroid pass like nearly three hundred years from now, and uh, there's apparently a metallic asteroid between Mars and Jupiter that has an estimated worth of ten thousand quadrillion dollars. Jesus. Okay. Well, if we can pull that somehow to Earth and mine off of that, that would be amazing. But <laughs> why? It'll reset the stock markets. <sighs> Money won't I be worth know. anything if we brought the whole thing here. There have to be okay. people in power who own the majority then, of it, and then we create then, a system. Then you build another colony on top of that ast on top of that asteroid. Right. This is the ten thousand quadrillion dollar asteroid. Yeah. It's probably not even that big. It's probably just really precious metals. Uh-huh. By the way, speaking of something precious, video games are kind of a precious thing. Kind um, of. That's kind of what we do. It's extremely I precious, know. bro. It is precious to us, but to China, it's pretty not that precious. Uh, because if you don't know, uh, about in 2019, uh, uh, China limited uh, gameplay of, like video games to like 90 minutes on weekdays and three hours on weekends for children 
Uh, but now they're going to doing more with that banning, and they're banning kids from playing online video games during the week entirely. So China has barred online games under the age of 18 from playing on weekdays and limited their play to just three hours on most weekends, making a significant escalation of restrictions on the country's massive gaming industry, which is insane. Uh, starting this week... This was, I think this was last week, so starting basically, yes, this week, uh, the miners will be allowed only an hour of play between 8 p.m. and 9 p.m. on Friday, weekends, and public holidays, according to the statement from Chinese media watchdog. <laughs> so, yeah, crazy. Um, authorities said that the restrictions were put in place to help prevent young people becoming addicted to video games, and I get it. China and the the eight the. Asian countries have a have, have a bigger problem with this is that people will get addicted to them so so much and there has been like issues with people actually like dying because they've been playing video games for too many times. I don't think it happens as much over here, but it does sometimes, but it's more prevalent over there. Yeah, yeah, I I've read into a little bit of stuff like that because at one point I had to write like a persuasive paper about like video game time. Like the uh, yeah. and violence and how they correlated. Besides the point, you know what I mean. <clears throat> Overall, yeah. I think this is uh, pretty bullshit, honestly. Because yeah. how, it, <laughs> like me, you know, I I like to play these larger games. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And if you're a kid and you get this same game, yeah. h- how long is this gonna take you to finish? You know what I mean. Like, I holy crap, man. And how are how I want to know like this is government overreach in its finest you know what I mean but uh, uh, I can't speak on Chinese government because I'm not Chinese no. and I don't know anything about their government so and I don't want to get them on our bad side that much so right right uh, the the thing is I think uh, they did say this it's preventing addiction to online games so I think it's only to online multiplayer games essentially for the younger audience and it is people under age of 18 but still that is pretty much overreaching because kids at that age uh need like they want to be uh they love video games that's that's the best way i can put it so a lot of kids like video games and there's video games for everybody so uh yeah but that's something i just kind of wanted to talk about because it's like another big thing that's happening across the world dealing with video games um but anyways, about the real world news, since we're kind of moving over to our anime news, which we don't really always cover, but we have a few things. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, th- today we've got uh, a couple of things, actually. But uh, Black Clover has reportedly uh, undertake they're undertaking a surprise hiatus. So Black Clover oh, has been off the air for some months now, but the story is still thriving thanks to its manga. Yuki Tabata is still steering the series along with each new chapter, but it seems that will not be the case this weekend. A new report has gone live, and it wants fans to know that Black Clover is about to take a mini hiatus this month. Okay. <clears throat> like it's only gonna last about a week you know like for for people who like the manga uh but yeah like uh well no doubt uh the fans are bummed about the break to hear they're happy to hear tabata is doing all right like sometimes you just got to take a break from the things that you love you know what i mean i know and like uh uh black clover's on break right now uh you know they're waiting on more story to come out and everything yeah. and yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm excited to see what happens because I'm caught up. You know, I'm I'm I'm, not, I'm caught up. It's just I haven't 
I have not made time for it, and I started a new anime that I did not expect that I would like. So. What did you watch? Uh, Dora Hidoro on Netflix. It's very weird. Something that I, that I didn't tonight. expect to watch was uh, Gleipnir. What was it? G-L-E-I-P-N-I-R. Gleipnir. Oh, okay. I think I've heard of it, but I'm not sure. I didn't expect um, to like this because it's really fucking weird. Like, it's yeah. really weird. But like, uh, yeah, I actually ended up liking Weird that one. And it's only it's only one season long. There was another game, uh, one that was one season long. What was it Darwin's Game? Mm-hmm. Fantastic! Like that had me from episode one. I literally binge watched it in one sitting. There's only like ten episodes or something like that, because uh, it's it. only one season. But it's yeah. fantastic. I I enjoyed that thoroughly. But uh, you know, if you're not caught up with the manga or manga, excuse me, this uh, break will give you some time to do so. It won't be that yeah. long. We'll all be okay. Uh, so yep. moving on, My Hero Academia's third movie is getting an English release date and a theatrical release. Thank you, God. Cool. I still have not watched season five. <laughs> <laughs> Neither have I. I haven't watched it. I'm just going to be honest. I don't like waiting week to week. I like uh, having a binge fest for three hours. You know what I mean? Or four mm-hmm. hours. Or eight hours if I fucking feel like it. You know what I mean? Like, it's just... I like being able to watch as much as I want to watch with the time that I have allotted. Not yeah. wait one week and then, like, oh, oh, it's time, it's time. You know what I mean? And then watch it. And then, oh, it's time. And then watch it. Fuck that. Like, I just... The time is now, you know? <laughs> anyway, My Hero Academia World's Heroes Mission... Uh, the third f- feature film for the popular anime officially has an English release date. Funimation revealed today that the third My Hero Academia film will be out in the U.S. at the end of October, which gives me just enough time to, you know, one, finish Doom Patrol before that starts up, and two, uh-huh. uh, finish My Hero Academia before that movie comes out. So, Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, I'm just jumping back and forth with everything. But, um... First released in Japan back in August, My Hero Academia World Heroes Mission sees Deku and his friend Rodi get falsely accused of a crime, part of a nefarious plan to eliminate all the world's quirks. It's up to Deku and his friend to put a stop to Huma Rise's plans before it's too late. Uh, the film was ultimately very successful in Japan, earning more money than any film in the series to date. Like Demon Slayer Mugen Train, it has succeeded despite COVID-19, which has impacted the box office numbers for even major blockbuster releases. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, like, the, it, it made a ripple <laughs> in blockbusters. But, uh, uh, World Heroes Mission's English release will also include a theatrical run in more than 1,500 theaters across the U.S., Canada, U.K., Ireland, Australia, and New Zealand. Tickets go on sale. October 1st and see I'm the one who actually buys the tickets like way ahead of time for anime movies because yeah. weebs be the the weeb be strong <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh people will buy those so quickly more more than definitely it yeah. arrives October 29th all right cool and streaming dates will be revealed for I think it's gonna go on probably Funimation or whatnot Funimation or yeah yeah I'm not like it's like even the different thing now because they're the same thing under uh-huh. one giant fucking conglomerate. I know. <laughs> like, but speaking of giant conglomerates, DC. DC, DC baby. Is a, DC fandom 2021 is coming. And there's a movie and TV lineup that includes a bunch of names and stuff like that. And I'm going to talk about them because it's a lot of stuff. Um, but 
Warner Bros. will. Uh, so I'm just gonna go through like these things really quick. But Warner Bros. Is, uh, Pictures is gonna show off exclusive new trailer for the Batman, new content from League of Super of DC League of Super Pets. First look at the Black Adam trailer, a sneak peek at the Flash, behind the scenes look at Aquaman and Lost Kingdom, and Shazam: Fury of the Gods. For the television side, we're gonna get look at new seasons of Batwoman, The Flash, Superman and Lois, and Sweet Tooth, and a farewell tribute to Supergirl as it approaches its last season of uh, last season of six, and then a celebration of a hundred episodes of DC's Legends of Tomorrow, which I did not know about, and a first look at the forthcoming new drama Naomi, which I will need to look into what that is. And a sneak peek to the upcoming episode of DC Stargirl. And then you got games. There's more. <laughs> There's a fair bit more. Uh, a sneak peek to get peeks at Gotham Knights, developed by Warner Bros. Games Montreal. And Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, developed by Rocksteady Studios. Oh, okay. man. Jeez, we got, take a breath. We, we Fuck. Got, I know. We got three new books for Wonder Woman, uh, DC of the Black Label miniseries, uh, builds on the Amazon mythos of Nubia and the Amazons, Wonder Woman of the uh, installment of Batman slash Fortnite comic crossover. <laughs> uh, okay, Fuck. he's gonna he's gonna do a default dance <laughs> in the comic. Fuck no, oh man, and Batman's Fuck, Fear State, a six a new six issue Black Manta series, the return of Milestone Universe, and more. And we got HBO Max stuff to unveil an exclusive look at the upcoming Warner Bros. TV series Peacemaker from James Gunn and the limited event series DMZ, which I will have to look into what that is. <clears throat> the streamer is also debuting more surprises and sneak peeks for the new series as well. Return favorites such from Titans and Doom Patrol. Uh, and animation, uh, we have the upcoming limited series Aquaman King of the Atlantis, three, season three of Harley Quinn and Dark Knight. An all-new upcoming series, Batman, Cape Crusader, as well as Young Justice Phantoms, which is the fourth season of Young Justice. Uh, so there is two. <laughs> Last two. These are the films, the upcoming animated films from original DC uh, uh, Warner Bros. Home Entertainment. A sneak peek at Superman and the rest of the Justice League in Injustice, as well as a premiere of the trailer of the all-new animated heist movie, Catwoman Hunted. And that is it for the DC Fandom 2021, which happens on what day, because I did not read it at the beginning. It is an event coming in October. It starts, takes place at 10 a.m. on Saturday, Saturday, October 16th. So, yeah, there you go. Wow, that was a lot yes. of information that you just, like, totally unloaded on my brain, bro. I like, know, I didn't even have it, time. I'm going to have to, like, look at this, like, separate, like, off to the side and, like, look up each thing individually. I know. There's a few things that I didn't even know about in here. Like, uh, I don't know what Naomi is. I don't know what DMZ is, which I want to look up something that's going on HBO Max. Um, but, like, uh, what is DMZ? Is a Vertigo imprint? Are they? What is this? DMZ. American comic? It doesn't give me anything about it. So, DKZ. cool. It says it's ordered at HBO Max. I don't know what it's about, but I'll have to look into it. Anyways, if you want to know all this information, just go to the Spitty links on Discord or look it up or just listen to this, but really slow, I guess, because it was a lot of information. It was a lot of information, um, but uh, while we're still in DC shit, we have James Gunn saying that one of the dead members is not actually dead, which is fucking nuts. 
Uh, but, uh, I'm not even going to read all this. It's TDK. Like, what the fuck? Like, out of all the ones to bring back, you brought back... Not like I hate Nathan Fillion or anything like Uh that, because I love Nathan Fillion. But that character was whack as fuck. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I, I I don't understand why he was spitting up blood, like, out of his mouth because his arms had been shot. You know what? Like, I'm that not has sure nothing either. to do with that at all. Like, if I got shot, if my arms got blown off, I wouldn't spit up blood. You know what I mean? Like, the blood would be coming out of my <laughs> arms. That's, like, one thing. You know what I mean? But I, you wouldn't spit up blood because, like, there's nothing in your lungs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you'd have to get hit in the chest or, like, the throat or the neck or some shit like that to throw up blood. But it says uh, that the detachable kid. It said his life signals on the sh- movie weren't technically dead, so... It's, it, apparently, this is something. So the Peacemaker series is still being developed. If yep. I'm correct, yep, that's um, uh, that that's what they were gonna bring him back for. And I'm calling it right now. They're gonna add so many more obscure characters that he can just kill off with whatever he wants. Right, right. Uh, like the fucking B-rated characters that nobody gives a fuck about. That was in like one 1950s comic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? Like, just the throwaway uh, character. They just fucking oh, made yeah. him for destruction. <laughs> There's a character from DC. If I'm, if I'm, I think it might be Marvel or DC, but it's a character called Matter Eater, Matter Eater Lad, who just eats anything. Like, he can legit eat anything. Oh, so it's Kirby. Oh, uh, yeah. He's from DC Universe. I really hope they add, add this character because his, he, pow- he possesses the power to eat literally anything. Kirby. So. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Um, I'm like, I'm looking forward to Peacemaker. I know Peacemaker was a very big v- at the end in, in um, Suicide Squad, but to me, I feel like he's going to be on this weird, very, uh, very weird, uh, like, redemption arc through the series. At least that's what I see. Um, it's going to be a redemption arc that's probably not going to be the healthiest for him but <laughs> yeah probably not <laughs> so but uh i think uh what the fuck is his name the guy who goes invisible johnny john cena johnny cena <laughs> johnny cena <laughs> i think he played a good peacemaker honestly i know i know he's not like i don't I, he's if not I could the unsee actor. him in tidy whities i would what if i could scrub john cena in tidy whities from my brain I would. <laughs> like, uh, I would if I could. I watched a film with him. Oh, that's the other one I watched. I couldn't talk. I couldn't think of it before we before we started recording. It's another new film that's on Hulu called Vacation Friends, and he's in it. Yeah, I know. Um, with Lil with Ray? Uh, I watched it. Yeah, when it came I saw out. it. It popped on my banner, but I was like, ew, it has John Cena in it. It looks even more buff it's, than the last time I saw him. It's something. I don't know how else to explain it, but it's something. And how like it bad has... trip. <laughs> it, it's it's that like is something. A bad, trip, a bad trip. Oh, yeah. At least that's what I get from it. Uh, you can watch it if you want. I don't know. I I can't really. I'm not gonna say it was terrible, but I'm gonna say it wasn't the best. So, but um. Anyway, something that could be the best. Uh, since we're gonna move from DC into. We don't have Marvel news because there's not really much. There, I mean, we could talk it's about the Spider-Man week. trailer. But it's an off week. Like We already talked about that last week. I know, exactly. But uh, Shang-Chi comes out this weekend, I guess, but that's pretty much it. But Cowboy Bebop from Netflix. We're going to go to Netflix for a bit. 
since they have some stuff that they're talking about. I talked about how Cowboy Bebop, uh, the live-action series, dropped some new information last week with uh, pictures and uh, some synopsis for the characters and whatnot. But also, the Cowboy Bebop series is getting a comic series, a prequel novel, and an art book for the live-action series. So, uh, so they're getting a, of... they're, yeah, they're getting a whole bunch of merch that they're trying to get people to buy, dude. In my opinion, I think the show looks really cool. I really like uh, who they've chosen for Spike and the characters. Although people are saying uh, Faye Valentine should be changed, but I think they did a g- at least a decent job picking who they were. Um, <clears throat> the first, a prequel novel. This is what, what they said. This is by Titan Publishing, has announced a new collaboration with Netflix to bring new books and comics to the franchise. First, a prequel novel called Cowboy Bebop, a syndicate story. Red Planet Requiem from Sean Cummings, a writer for the series, is set to release on November 23rd. Readers will get to explore the rich history of Cowboy Bebop through the eyes of young Spike Spiegel and Vicious. Um, Then, on January 11th, 2022, a coffee table art book called Cowboy Bebop Making the Netflix Series from Jeff Bond will give fans a look at concept art and behind-the-scenes photos. The book will feature feature an exclusive forward forward by showrunner Andre Nemec. And finally, this December, fans will be able to enjoy a debut of the four-issue comic series aptly called Cowboy Bebop the Comic Series. Dan Walter's of Lucifer is writing the series, but with art by Lamar Mathurian and a cover by Stanley uh, Arjem Lau. I'm butchering his names, of course. Um, in May 2022, fans will be able to purchase a collected trade paperback. <sighs> and then if you don't know the synopsis, like a very s- simple log line of the show is in the year 2171, a bounty hunter crew of a spaceship Bebop chase a ex-game member who holds a vest, which gives the wearer unlimited luck. So look for the live action series. If I recall November, I would have to look at the t- the date again. Um, but that's pretty much it for uh oh yeah november 19th 2021 10 episodes there you go and that's it for the cowboy bebop news of netflix but we also got more netflix news some other news about another you know what netflix side note sidebar here for a second netflix is really doing really well this year like Mm -hmm. uh the we uh talked last week about that big ass list that you read off you know of uh all those movies that they're coming out with and their studio has expanded tenfold in the last like five years. And it's fucking fantastic to see. And maybe not for cable companies, but it's fantastic. I know they put more emphasis also on animation stuff as well as anime stuff for Netflix, because there's not a big uh, list of like decent stuff on there for that. Although like it's getting bigger and they're putting actually more effort into what they want to put on there. Uh, but they're also putting more effort into uh, inspired series or adaptations of certain things, uh, such as the new Adams Family adaptation series called Wednesday, and it has rounded out its cast. So, uh, if you don't know, they're making a new live act live action adaptation series of the Adams Family, but it's focusing on Wednesday Adams, of course, as she goes to. What is it? Uh, her years as a student at Nevermore Never Academy. Wednesday's Nevermore. attempts to 
Yeah, Wednesday's attempts to master her emerging psychic ability thwart a monstrous killing spree that has terrorized the town and solved the supernatural mystery that embroiled her parents 25 years ago, all while navigating her new and very tangled relationships at Nevermore. It was previously announced that Jenny Ortega will play Wednesday Adams, Luis Guzman will play Gomez Adams, her father, and Catherine Zeta-Jones will play Morticia Adams, her mother. <clears throat> Catherine no Zeta-Jones. <laughs> she dips beneath the lasers. <laughs> Fuck no. That episode is so whack. It's um, so funny. <laughs> the whole show is whack. Um, but anyways, this this show is going to be also whack as too. But we got some other news about the cast members as well. The other ones. These are pretty much people that she will meet at Nevermore Academy. You got Hunter Duhon, who will play Tyler Galpin, a townie who strikes up an unlikely friendship with Wednesday Adams. Tyler has a troubled relationship with his father, the local sheriff. Then you got Georgie Farmer. These are people uh, that you'll just have to look up. They have they have these names of like shows, but I've never. I haven't. Heard. That's why I'm looking up. I'm looking at everybody's faces yeah. to see if I recognize them from like anything ever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Hunter Duhan looks uh, familiar because I watched Your Honor. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've I've heard of Your Honor. Isn't that the one where it had like Brian? Cr- and he killed like somebody's like mo- like mafia. Yeah, son yeah, or something it's Brian like Brian Cranston gangster. Yeah, but uh, but, but out of uh, that, like all these other people, like besides like Joy Sunday, I know. I'm not. I'm not like. There's a few. There's. I would have to look them up. But anyways, you got Georgie Farmer who is playing Ajax Petropolis. I think that's how you say it. Yeah, Petropolis, a student that at Nevermore Academy who also happens to be a Gorgon. Awkward and shy, Ajax is anxious about looking anyone in the eye, and I wonder why. Um, Gorgons are known to make people stone. It's what Medusa was. Yeah. So, yay. <laughs> you got Musa Mustafa playing Eugene Otinger, one of Nevermore Academy's quirkiest students and president of the school's beekeeping club. Okay. Um, I can see how Wednesday is going to fuck with that. Uh, you got Emma Myers, who will take on the role of Enid Sinclair. She is Wednesday's sunny and colorful Californian roommate at Nevermore Academy. Oh, like the exact opposite of her, of course. Edna hails from the pack of San Francisco werewolves. What the heck? All right. <laughs> I, think you, you got I think you miscropped something down here. Did I? Yeah, because it says uh, something about Funimation and My Hero Academia. Oh, <laughs> I'm no. like, what the heck, man? That's going away. Goodbye. Yes, My Hero Academia and what in Adam's family? Right, in the Adam's family. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I saw Funimation and I like leaned in to like read it, and I was like, oh, that must be a miscrop. Deku like, shows up. Right. Just <laughs> he got transferred to a new school. Yo, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck no. Uh, I, hate I gotta get through though. this list though. It's pretty long. Okay, Naomi J. Naomi J. Agawa will play Yoko Tanaka, a vampire with Harajuku inspired goth flair and one of the cool kids at Nevermore Academy. You got Joy Sunday, who has been cast as Bianca uh, Barclay, one of Nevermore Academy's most popular students. Bianca descends from a long line of sirens with men's rise. We 
mesmerizing power to persuade. Percy Hines White will play Xavier Thort, a charismatic and supernaturally artistic, never more academy, never more academy student who comes from wealth thanks to his celebrity psychic father. Thora Birch will take on the role of Tamara Novak, Wednesday's dorm mother and the only normie on staff at Nevermore Academy. Dorm mother! Uh huh. On all things botanical. So she's basically no power. She's a human. Cool. All things botanical? Uh, <clears throat> oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> she, she likes to green a lot. She likes um, like to green. It's okay. Uh, Riki Lindholm plays Dr. Valerie Kinbot. A local therapist, uh, the sleepy town of Jericho, who takes a particular interest in her newest patient, Wednesday Adams. Jamie McShane plays Sheriff Donovan Galpin, born and bred, of course, in Jericho. The sheriff has always had an issue with Nevermore Academy and a vendetta against former student Gomez Adams. Okay. And that's it for the cast. It's an eight-episode series, and it is written by Smallville creators Al Go and Miles Millar. And Burton will direct, of course. The three of them will also serve as showrunners on the series and executive producer. So look out for that. I do not. I don't like it when it doesn't give me the release date. It makes me need to go look for it. Like that's pretty much it. Um, release date. I think I have finished with our Netflix news for now because we have one more thing. It's on the second half of the podcast. Uh, fuck, it does not say when it comes out, and I do not know when, so I will have to look for it at some point. But something that you will, I guess, if you want to look forward to <laughs> Lionsgate, baby, coming out of nowhere with the TKO. Lionsgate is back. <laughs> Why? <Yeah>. Because <laughs> like... they're, they're teaming everybody up for a fourth Expendables movie. What? Of course they are. They just need These to add films... The Rock, and then this will just be the new Fast and the Furious series. <laughs> series. Like, honestly, like... But they're, they're bringing everybody mo- who's ever done an action film into this, and it's like the action... It's the action-verse. You're bringing everybody who's done an action film together for, an, for like, a big action film. Cool guys don't look at explosions. Yeah, every film, they always do one of those scenes. I know. Uh, and it's officially announced that Sylvester Stallone, of course, Jason Statement, uh, sta- yes, Jason Statement, no, Jason Statham, Dolph Lundgren, and many more are teased to come back. And the working title for the film is Christmas Story. So this is going to have something to do with Christmas. I don't understand why, but okay. Yeah, um, dude, it has Randy Couture, Gunnar Jensen, Tolro, Barney Ross, Lee Christmas... Like, just all kinds of wrestlers, really. Uh Uh-huh, pretty much. And then you also get joined by 50 Cent, who has joined it, Megan Fox, and Tony Yaa, who are all set to play new characters introduced in the frame. So, yeah. Absolutely insane. (sighs) I don't... I'm not going to say I'm not going to eventually watch this, but I will never spend my hard-earned dollars on an Expendables film. Even though I've seen yeah. all the rest of them, I've literally seen every single one of them. I will not spend money on the Expendables. Okay. Is the isn't the Expendables like just it's like ex like soldiers or something doing Yeah. Uh, I have the first a, one on DVD a, upstairs. <laughs> yeah. Um, the film will begin production this fall and be directed by Scott Va uh Wah of Active Valor, Need for Speed and Snafu. Oh. And 
From a screenplay by Spencer Cohen with revisions by Max Adams and John Joseph Connolly, I do not think this will be the best of the four. It will probably be the worst four. <laughs> Sorry, but Sorry. I mean, like, this is coming out after, like, Bye. the last one ended in, like, what? 2013, if, I'm, if I recall? 2014. So, yeah. Yeah. Dang. So they uh, had Wesley Snipes in the last one and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Snip Man. Nelson. They had a bigger cast than what they, they had Harrison Ford in it. I'm survive. I'm surprised that he didn't break his arm on that on that set. I mean, that was like uh, five years ago. It was five years ago, but still, he's old. Yeah, four like, four years ago, five years ago. I don't know something yeah. like that. But it was 2014, so it was oh like, seven years ago. Yeah, seven years ago. But, Just about yeah, by the pretty, time the movie comes out, you know what I mean, like. Uh huh, but we have some cool news that I uh, that was this movie was gonna be a hit or miss and it hit and that is Candyman. Candyman has great reviews and it topped the box office this weekend. Yep, so, it, it got yeah. a twenty two point three million dollar opening weekend, so that's fantastic. It was rated R, so that's right. Uh, that's already on the right track right there. Uh, mm-hmm. It screened in 3,569 theaters, in case anybody's counting, and nobody is. But uh, the news comes by the way of Variety, which also reports that Nia DaCosta directed and Jordan Peele produced film, brought in an additional $5.2 million overseas across 51 international markets. Uh, This brings Candyman's opening weekend grand total to about 27.5 mil. Uh, The movie, which costs MGM uh, 25 mil to produce, is uh, due to be quite profitable for the studio. Uh, This is especially great news for MGM, as other R-rated movies have struggled in the pandemic-era box office. The Suicide Squad opened to just 26.5, which is just about the same. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And uh, because those are the people that are going out to the movies. You know what I mean? Like, it's the same people. Like, I don't yeah. know what else to say about that. You know what I mean? It, it's, uh, it's the same people that, that aren't going to take, that are still just going to go see it anyways. Um, yeah, but unlike Suicide Squad, Candyman pre- uh, premiered exclusively in the theaters. Uh, mm-hmm. So having already made its money back, the upcoming three-day weekend could be big for this horror movie, essentially. Uh, it has an 85% on Rotten Tomatoes sitting in a B cinema score, which is great for a horror movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's fucking, I, fan- I, that's like, that's literally an A plus in my book. Cause if the, if, I have met, if the critics right are here. saying, sorry, if the critics are oh, saying that it's good, then I want to go see mm-hmm. it. You know, it, it has an 8.3 out of 10 on IMDb, 85% on Rotten Tomatoes for critics, 74% on Rotten Tomatoes for uh, audience five. I don't know why it's showing this, but five out of five on Facebook, I guess, and eighty percent of people like this film. So on Google, five out of five so, on Facebook. Yes, five out. Of, <laughs> if, you, if you if you trust Facebook, go see it. I want to see what it says. What's on the <laughs> don't don't listen to him. <laughs> Even if you don't trust Facebook, go see it. <laughs> it has. He said, "Don't see it." If Medi- you trust what does Metacritic give it? A seventy-two percent. That's excellent. In Metacritic yeah. standards. So, I mean, we're probably going to have to go see it at some point. I don't know. I'll, I maybe be able to down here, but... Maybe, maybe. Springfield doesn't have, like, the big theaters. Like, I mean, I think they have AMC, but that's it. They don't have a Marcus Theater down here. Right. This isn't the so. only horror movie that's out right now. Don't Breath 2. It uh, has made 
total so far, and this isn't opening weekend for it, $24.5 million. So people know the good movies, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I I told you from the trailer, I was like, ooh, just because of this trailer, I want to go see it. And Yeah. uh, yeah, it was fantastic. But we have one more article here before our break. And this one goes straight back to Zach while we're still talking about oh, horror yeah. movies. It is another horror film that is in the works. It is one that has been uh, prevalent in the past and probably started a lot more. Uh, it helped It helped revigorate some of It was like one of the original It was from ni- 1970s. Like, yes. It, if, if you want to hear us talk about horror, actually, check out our deep dive on horror with uh, our, our special guest, John Hosier. But yes. besides the point, sorry about that. Like, little cross-promotion on our own um, show. <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That is one film that shocked a lot of people when it originally came out, and they are not several sequels of it just like with friday the 13th and uh night at nightmare on elm street and leatherface is of course the main antagonist somebody who wears somebody else's face and wields a chainsaw um and now they're making a sequel that is going straight to netflix the film is coming from legendary pictures and producer fede alvarez netflix has picked up the rights to the film from legendary so if they bought it, they it bought it theaters, outright. So yeah, like you're not going to see this uh-huh. in the theaters. This is going to be a Netflix exclusive and it's yep. going to be good because Netflix has the budget now. Like I was saying earlier, I was like, it's Netflix's year for real. Like they're, they're, they're doing really well. Genuinely. So a, a, a director by the name of David Blue Garcia will be directing the film. I want to see what he has done. Um, he, oh, wow. He's a cinematographer, a camera and electrical department and a producer. And he's done some stuff. I do not know what he has worked on. He has what movie did we any... just watch with Christopher Nolan cinematographer? Oh, that was a, a, a transcendence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Fuck uh-huh. that. Like, that's a bad example of cinematographers moving over to directing. But I... It, it seems like he's done, like, very loose stuff, but he also has done stuff I haven't heard of, but it's because he's done stuff from, like, uh, overseas and whatnot, um, from what it looks like, like, other countries. But uh, he's confirmed to be directing the sequel to Toby Hooper's original 1974 classic and will feature Old Man Leatherface. So this is a direct sequel to the original, just like they did with, like, the reboot of Halloween. Um, the movie will also incorporate practical effects. Thank you. Um, this sequel returns to the roots of Hooper's, of the Hooper and Kim Hennel, Henkel, Jesus, uh, creation that was considered one of the scariest films of its era, even though most of the splatter was implied and not shown. It's explained that the film seeks to pick up where Hooper and Kim Henkel film initially left off, bringing the most notorious horror franchise back to life in the same bold and provocative manner that it was first introduced in the world. Why are you... Okay. Uh, It's a real world. It's a real world. Wow. It's a real word, and I I just looked it up, and I just thought it said something else that it didn't, so I made it bigger, (laughs) and I bolded it. Okay. The tagline for the film is in 1974 one of the most bizarre crimes in the annals of american history in 2021 the face of madness returns the movie stars uh, elise fisher Elsie. uh sarah yarkin 
Jacob Lattimore, and Mo Dufford. And these are actually names from things I actually know of. I know. Um, <laughs> like I'm like, oh shit, I literally recognized yeah. every single one of them. Yeah, the original movie followed two siblings and three of their friends en route to visit their grandfather's grave in Texas. On their journey, they end up falling victim to a family of cannibalistic psychopaths and must survive with the terrors of Leatherface and his family. So my mom and is now from Texas. Revitalize that for newer audiences. My mom is so from we'll Texas, and she watched this movie while she was in Texas when she was a kid. Like, oh and it God. freaked it, it freaked her the fuck out. It did. It freaked her the fuck out. Like it's a. And it's they like had different ra- they had different ratings back then. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. their PG thirteen yeah. would now stand as an R. Like yeah. What, yeah. Did she watch the the original or did she watch like the nineteen seventy four one? Okay, yeah. yeah. So it's like the same thing that happened with you when you're watched Army of Dead. <laughs> yeah, you had that unsettled feeling that like is like I don't like this. I don't like that I'm in this scenario. Yeah, like uh, the first time I watched yeah. Dune from nineteen eighties. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the exact feeling that I got. Uh-huh. But. Anyways, that's our break for right now. So we will be back after it with more news in the gaming sphere, I guess. Bird And we are back from our break. It wasn't very long. I just got some mints. You know, my mouth was a little dry. Drank a little water. H2O answered some text messages. You guys know some real serious stuff there. I put the sword back in the stone. I'm not worthy. So I went on a quest. Okay, Merlin, <laughs> chill. Like... I had a, I, I had it. I had a, I had the score, the scored, uh, the sword. Um, Ward. Not Excalibur, but it's like dumber cousin. I think his name is Highthorpe. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> the one in the stone? Spiked. What? The no, one no, in the no, stone? no, 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 no. The oh. sword in the stone, I'm pretty sure, was Excalibur, if I recall. I was about to say, um, I was like, that one is Excalibur, if I'm not mistaken. No, 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 no. The, the sword that I got was a sword that had that was not in the stone that you were thinking. It was in a smaller uh, rock that had a little bit of poo on it. Um. <laughs> did you taste it? What kind? No, I did not taste it. Why would I taste <laughs> shit? What what reality do you, you think this is? Candyland. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Let's get back. Uh, let's get back into the news uh, before our I gaming derail our gaming us. news that we got going for you. This is more of a video game movie that's coming out, but of course, it is Resident Evil the reboot. Uh, Resident Evil, welcome to Raccoon City. And there is some new first looks at some of the characters, and they look pretty cool if you haven't looked. Um, it's on the article. Uh, they released some looks of Leon S. Kennedy and Claire Redfield, um, as well as the Freaky Monsters. So I don't know what the monster is, but it looks pretty pretty cool to see. Uh, the first three photos from Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City were released to the world by Sony Pictures. And it's all welcomed break from the silence surrounding this November's theatrical release of the film. Showing Resident Evil 2 characters Leon S. Kennedy, played by Avon Yoga. Oh, Robbie Amell. Right. What the heck? What? what? I was looking at the pictures. I said, oh, Robbie, oh, yeah. Robbie Amell. What the heck? Yeah, he's in there too. Uh, you got Claire Redfield played by K- uh, Kaya Skolderero. 
uh, making their way through the tunnel underneath Raccoon City. It's hard to not to feel the little nostalgia from the 1998 Capcom game. Oh my god, this looks like this looks like Gollum's wife. What the fuck is that? Yeah, I know the monster. I don't know what the hell that thing is. (laughs) Does it have eyes? I don't know. I can't tell. It looks really fucking creepy. But um, what was where was I? Which saw itself remade in recent years as well. Uh, though there's nothing compared to what the remaining two photos of the first look lineup to have show. In fact, Resident Evil: Welcome to Raccoon City has their first look at some legacy characters from the first Resident Evil games as well. So you got <clears throat> the new incarnations of Albert Wesker played by uh, Tom Hooper, Richard Aiken, played uh, Chad Rook, and Jill Valentine, played by... Oh, no, I'm saying these wrong. Albert Wesker, played by Tom Hooper, Richard Aiken, played by Chad Rook, Jill Valentine, played by Hannah John Kamen, uh, and Chris Redfield, played by Robbie Amell, are all present and accounted for in the film. Mm-hmm. So you got that going on. Then you got this other weird... Um, picture. I don't know what it is. Uh, it's like it's a it's a it's like a person that has like the like wooden chains on their, and then they, they have, have shackles this, like, on. That's what it is. Big ass like hood going over their head, except it's connected to their face that has like their eyes bleeding or something. I don't know. It, you just have to see the picture yourself. It's, it's really creepy. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it, it's good for the series. The series is supposed to be creepy, undead shit. Um, so, uh, the move a movie is about trying to survive the zombie apocalypse as such monsters are lurking around a corner thanks to the accidental outbreak of the Umbrella Corporation's bioweapon known as the T virus. It's a nightmare that partially thanks to the experiment run on poor Lisa Trevor, one of the first subjects used in the Umbrella's evil schemes. As a result, Miss Trevor isn't quite who she used to be. Oh, so that's Miss Trevor. Okay. So that's who that is in the film. The the photo. So, I guess. Um, But yeah, the film is going to be just diving into the lore, being lore-friendly to like the video games, unlike the other films that were made a long time ago. Um, those things were their own entity. They weren't tied into the video games. As well. These are more... What, homages. Mila Jokovic? <laughs> yeah, these ones are more homages to the actual video games. And this film comes out on November 24th of this year, so look out for it. Birthday movie. Yeah, yeah. is that really? Yeah. No, no, my, my birthday is actually uh, the 13th of November. Okay. Cool, 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 yeah, cool, cool. Yeah, I feel like I remember you saying that. It's just we don't talk about birthdays that often. No, Um, no, we really don't. I'm a fall baby, though. uh, Yeah. But uh, while we're still talking about, you know, nothing that has to do with anything, uh, the Nintendo Switch is getting a video app dedicated to Pokemon, but still does not support Netflix. Really? Wow. Yeah, they're getting a a Pokemon TV uh, app. Like... Just just for Pokemon, you know, that's okay. all it plays. Not like that's right. an issue, but like that's all it plays. There are adults who like want to watch something else besides Pokemon who want to do it on their handheld device that you should, you know, but they don't want to pay Netflix. That's what the issue is. You know what I mean? It says in 2017, they said Netflix would come to Switch in time. It's been like almost five years. Mm-hmm. Wow. Nintendo, please just give it to them. You're really like limiting people who just have a Switch. 
what to watch. Netflix has so much stuff that they're missing out on. Yep. And that's a, that's a, I guess it, it, if you're paying royalties, I guess, but I feel like it'd also be a big money for you too. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Being able to, and then they could advertise the fact that it has all the platforms on it and everything. Now, everybody's just complaining about Netflix because it's like the biggest fucking conglomerate, like internet streaming service that exists. Yeah. I mean, it does. It does also say here that Wii U and 3DS saw their Netflix app shut down. I have a Wii U, unfortunately, um, which I don't. I've after like using it for a year, I stopped using it. Well, one because I went to a different college and I didn't have it with me, but also there wasn't any other games going to it, so um, <clears throat> there wasn't any reason. But it did have Netflix on it. Now I guess it doesn't anymore. Uh, it's it's it, I guess they just don't want to pay for Netflix or they're just being pissy about it. Nintendo's Pretty much. been an ass. For the Nintendo past is years. an ass. Like has been. Right. No, they are and they have been. Like it's fuck. Um, but well, moving on from that sour ass note, something that's Wait, what does it say about the Pokemon TV? It just it just says Pokemon TV is coming. They shared more details about their upcoming game. Yeah, they shared more details about the upcoming Pokemon, which is Pokemon Legends Arceus or Arceus, uh, which it's is their to... open world PG RPG game. Yeah, yeah, it's set to be released for Nintendo Switch January twenty eighth, twenty twenty two. So you only got to wait just past the holidays. It but... looks really rough, right? Still, in my eyes, it looks pretty rough. If you haven't looked at it, there's people that com- that are like comparing it to other open world games. And like Skyrim and other ones, and those ones, even so, like they're so long ago, they and they were made like years ago. They look better than what I'm seeing on the Pokemon one, honestly. That's yeah. just my opinion. Um, yeah, well, but, uh, moving on from that, you know, uh, something that makes me feel old, not just like knowing the original 100 Pokemon, you know what I mean, but. Uh-huh. Windows 11 is being released. <laughs> We're going to see what it's like. They're going to be like, everything is a tile. Everything is a tile. And I'm going to be like, fuck, fuck, fuck. I hate this. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh-huh. whatever, it's Windows. <laughs> Bring my start button back. I wanted to say start. The fuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? But uh, mm-hmm. anyway, Microsoft Windows 11 OS is getting a release date. And you want to know what that release date is? October 5th. It's coming up really, really soon. We're less than six weeks away from the yeah, launch, you know, probably, before everything turns into Transformers and Decepticons, you know. Just... Literally, I'm calling this right now. This update's going to destroy my laptop. I'm calling it right now. This is not going to be a this good This is going to be the me. end of the laptop you're on? At the end of my Asus laptop from 2016. The so. end of that Mac from 2012, baby. <laughs> oh my god, I'm using it right now, and I didn't even... That was something that we talked about before, this this thing. I literally I flipped Mac- shit. I was like, what? <laughs> I yeah, thought my I 2015 did. laptop was bad, and then you're over here saying, oh, this is from 2012. I was like, dude, you are running a brick. <laughs> this thing has helped me a lot with some of my stuff, but it doesn't update anymore. I have two laptops. One uses my the current adult. Well, this one only uses 2019 adult product. We're up to 2022, I think, right now. Um, so not this yet. It's old. still on 2021 rendition. I okay. Well, th- I think some of them are updated to 2022, but not the big one. Um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, this thing was given to me in 2019. This is a little off from what we're talking about. Given to me in 2019, it was a f- refurbished Mac that I got. It works really well. But the thing is, I just learned today that it's from 2012 because I saw. 
I was trying to figure out how to update it, and it wouldn't let me update it because well, this thing's old as fuck. You know what? You're in it. you're in luck. You're in luck because if your device is not compatible with Windows 11, uh, you'll get Windows 10 support until October 14, 2025. Uh, okay, good. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it's not like they're gonna immediately become irrelevant. Like uh, you're gonna have Windows 10 support for the next five years, essentially. Amazon, so I might need to just turn off the up the auto uh, auto update, or just like delay it by like a year or so until I feel like actually updating it. Well, no, it'll that. tell you. It'll it's gonna tell you if you're like whenever you try to update, just try to update because maybe it'll fix some of your updating problems on the Mac. You know what I mean? But uh, or not the Mac. Sorry, that has a completely different OS. No, I got like I what you that your uh, Asus or Acer, whatever you have. But uh, Asus, my, my Asus, which it's logo, it's not logo, it's motto is search incredible. If I if I recall what it says on there. Yeah. Interesting. LG, it's life's interesting. good. Not search good for my phone incredible. though. I'm That's going cool. to Samsung, baby. I've decided I want the S21 plus. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. just a oh, yeah, just a random the sidebar. LG getting yeah, yeah. LG is not being supported anymore on phones. Yeah, you told yeah. me about that. It's fuck shit. Yeah. But uh, uh, anyway, look out I'm, for that uh, October fifth update. So uh, yeah. be excited for that. You know, I always like learning a new OS. I like finding my uh, way around and things. You know, it's gonna have its traditional things. I'm sure, like a recycle bin and a file explorer, and it's gonna come preset with Microsoft Edge. Uh, you know, like, and then you have to go over and change Google Chrome to everything. Or Firefox, I, if you really. Have I haven't that as tried Microsoft Edge. I haven't seen how it is, but Microsoft Edge is also being, I think, added to Xbox for its because Xbox does not have any browser uh, capabilities. Like like internet, cap- they have an internet capability not good at. All. Um, <clears throat> so they're trying to implement the same thing Microsoft Edge or create their own like thing based around like the same. Uh, yeah, PlayStation coding. just uses um whatever you want literally i know we there we have internet way internet works on the xbox it has never been really refined unless i haven't seen it on the series x so it could be but i i don't know right um, right yeah but th- there is something about xboxes that i do want to talk about recently on august 22nd there was a recent update for xboxes especially xbox ones and black screen of death is back <laughs> I know. Okay, as soon as you so, said it to me earlier, I was like, "Oh no, this yeah, is gonna cripple I, I, them." I am. It's like the red rings. Lucky. I'm very lucky that I haven't had this happen yet. But this is a refurbished Xbox One S, so maybe I won't have the issue. But I am not sure. If this thing shits out on me, then it's gonna piss me off. I've never bought a refurbished money. product. I've either bought uh, <clears throat> uh, brand new or just like hand me downed. In my opinion, I guess refurbished is just it's cheaper in my opinion, but it also fixes some of just the simple bugs that just shouldn't be in the thing in the first place. But also it just also comes with its own issue sometimes. This thing, but I've had it forever. This thing I've had for for another like five years or so. So it's it's running the best it can. Um, But apparently people are having an issue where... The Xbox will run something and then it will like it will run a video game or like or something and then it will say sorry you can't run this and then you will have to like 
turn it off or it shuts itself off. I, I don't know. I, I don't think it shuts itself off, but I think you have to turn it off. And when people turn it off, it doesn't turn back on. So it's breaking the consoles, um, which is not good. This has happened in the past before, and I think it's and I think it's been an issue. I don't I don't know what causes the issue. I don't think they really know what causes the issue. Maybe they did doing it the fuck with people because it is a monopoly um well in the same way that apple like for like simple design flaws that they do on purpose to make you buy more of their product to either one fix it or two just replace it i know this one also says microsoft has a guide on the xbox support website i'm gonna sneeze (laughs) oh geez i knew it was coming um on the Xbox support website that will fix the console, but not without severe loss. So that's not the best thing to hear. Uh, this yeah. guide essentially teaches you how to factory reset. Yeah, you have to erase all, all your accounts. Um, which is not good. And also save games and settings. This is why I save my stuff on a portable hard drive. Uh, very, it just, it definitely helps. Um, but... Uh, apparently this is going to be a hope it's going to be an issue, uh, that they can fix soon with a new update. I don't know. I hopefully, I hope, I really, really, really hope and pray that it's into mine because then I don't have anything to use for video games or watching stuff. Um, and I don't have the money to replace it. Yeah. So yeah the struggle yay that's great to hear about thinking another thing that's great to hear about i guess uh there's a lot there's some new remember activision blizzard remember how many (laughs) you remember them (laughs) yeah that tiny little company (laughs) (laughs) the way you said it though (laughs) i know (laughs) well uh they're doing some new stuff at least they're trying to change it uh the next world warcraft update is doing some stuff like removing more developer names Um, Yesterday, Blizzard's Overwatch team also announced that the character McCree, who is the cyborg western shooter that you can play in Overwatch, named after former developer Jesse McCree, who had acquisitions against him, uh, will be renamed. They haven't said the name yet, but the people that made their own choices of what the name should be. (laughs) Some of them are funny. Um, But anyways, this is about World of Warcraft. Now, World of Warcraft team followed on with this uh, promise of changings that will better reflect their shared values. But unlike Overwatch, the announcement is very short on specifics. Overall, it's an interesting contrast to yesterday's Overwatch message, which is very specifically focused on McCree's name change and reasons that developers felt it was necessary. The World of Warcraft announcement, on the other hand, talks primarily about gameplay updates in Shadowlands and WoW Classic. So, you good? You look like you're having, you're like... There's definitely a cat outside of my door meowing really loud, and I think it's Haku. Got it. Got it, got it, got it. It looked like you were looking around for someone that's going to, like, assassinate you. Um, well, no, I was trying to decide if it was coming, if it was Blue or if it was me. She is sitting by the window. Very nicely and cute. Um, so, yeah, it's your, your, your big, big fat boy. Yeah, my big, big fat, fat boy. Um, but, yeah, they talked about mainly about the Shadowlands and Wastic updates, but they also talked about the changes of... Uh, in uh, taking out uh, the some of the names that were in it, uh, the games in in-game references to Jesse McCree, Luis Barja, and John LaCraft will be removed from World of Warcraft. That was pretty much it. it the was like, the they, Alex uh, Afrasiabi uh, stuff has already been removed. 
Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, they had uh, they had uh M- NPCs and items referencing to the former creative director. So Got it. Yeah, if you don't know uh Jesse McCree, a former lead de- level designer does no, uh, no fewer than 5 World of Warcraft NPCs and a city named after him. While Barja, formerly a lead game designer, is the developer behind the senior scribe oh, Jesus, this is a lot of crap. Uh Scrivener Barja NPC. The Crafticus Mindbender and Torturer LeCraft are presumed to be named after John LeCraft, and they will also be changed. It's a lot of stuff that they p- implemented into the Selms because they were lead gate level designers and game designers for the right, right. They had they had to say so on what they wanted to name their characters. You know what I mean? And like they basically put their footprint in the game, so it's forever there. But right. now, since all the shit has, they're come like, out, psych, okay, <laughs> bitch, you yep, thought, psych, you won't be remembered. Um, because of your awful deeds that you did. Uh, I don't want to get into the whole thing. You've heard about me talk about it for a while. You're going to hear it's us continue so... to talk about it. Oh, hi, Blue. Yeah, we're pro- We're not going to stop hearing about this stuff until, like, the end, like, not the end of next year, but, like, maybe, like, the end of spring next year, because it's still going to go on. <laughs> There's a lot of reformation that has um, because this is such a big issue spanning back years. So, yeah. But speaking of another big issue that's getting fixed, uh, Cyberpunk 2077. CDPR is taking a page out of, what did you say? Whose book? Uh, Bethesda and, like, yeah, what was the other yeah. company? I said, do we? I just said Bethesda. I just mentioned Bethesda. Bethesda. But yeah. there's, there's other companies that have done where they take uh, people of the community who mod make and they hire them on. And this because exactly they like their mods and they like like how they smoothed out glitches that they didn't even know uh-huh. that they had. Like all kinds yeah. of stuff like that can get you hired on at these big name companies. You know, they'll be like, hey, yeah. we'll shoot you an email, you know, like, can you, you want to come work for us? Like, that would be yeah. cool. We'd like that. And that's exactly what CDPR is doing. They're basically hiring mod makers, community mod makers to work on Cyberpunk 2077. So they are taking a big step forward, t- hiring on these modders. This is, ba- this is from the mod themselves. They said this. Um, we are extremely pleased to announce that ha- uh, Bloom... These are the names of the modders. Bloomster, Nightmare, Arfuzo, and I, who was the guy... Who who said this? It doesn't say his name. Ben. Okay. Uh, joining CDPR under my company, which is Yigsaw. Like his, his last name is Bence. Okay, yeah, Benz, yeah. Hal Balco, or... Uh, yeah, Hal Balco, Benz. Benz. Yeah, Traderin is his name, Benz. Wrote on Cyberpunk 2077 mod community on Discord. We will be working on various projects related to Cyberpunk 2077 backend and the game's modding support. And I'm thinking backend means, like, just the glitches that they probably fixed in their own mod. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that's what I think it is. <clears throat> we are very, really excited for this and really hope that we can help bring Cyberpunk 2077 to the next level. And I guarantee you, this is going to definitely help in a lot. Um, because this is the people of the mod team, and I'm going to assume there isn't really a lot of modding for Cyberpunk because it flops so hard. Um, but the people that still do the modding for it definitely are dedicated to the game. So essentially, you're getting these dedicated people who like the game in the first place, even though that it, it, it has its own issues. And you're hiring them on to fix the issues that essentially I'm pretty sure they helped with modding themselves. And their help right. 
or help putting more into mod support. These people didn't not- get hired out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they they had they had the sauce and they proved themselves. You know what I mean? Yes, like exactly. They 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 can. Yeah. It's nothing to hold a, a a flame to. You know what I mean? Like they're the gasoline, uh, bro. Yeah. So if you don't know, uh, this is this is also some more information. The Yigsoft team is well known for the community as well people behind Wolven Kit, a open source project that provides a unified modding tool set for Red Engine games, that is Witcher 3 Wild Hunt and Cyberpunk 2077. And they're hiring as prompt both excitement and some uh, trepidation among the fans. Some people have read it thread question how much they're going to be actually improving the games while others criticize for the fact that it was necessary to hire members of a modding community first place i think it's a good move honestly they never think it's a bad move to hire mods yeah it is a great move i and plus if they're also working on modding support it means they're also in favor of mods not of many games are in favor that uh, not i'm not saying many but there's several there's some companies that aren't what nintendo oh yeah there's some there's care there's there's companies that just don't care about like it um, but you know what? Modding, I think, is a very creative outlet for the community itself, and it it's how you extend the life of a game. Exactly. If you're think a creator, if you if you own a game and you see people are making mods, one, you can profit off of that. Two, uh, um, there's a reason why people are making the mods. You know what I mean? Yes. If the game doesn't have replayability, then maybe add some fucking replayability in your next update. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like. One one big one, Skyrim, of course. That, that, or Oblivion, that was or the Bethesda, Bethesda one that I was mentioning. mentioning they yeah. they're literally have the biggest mod support I've ever seen for like a community ever, mm-hmm. or in just games in general. And then you have also Steam that created the game, well, not the game, the modding support system, Gary's Mod, that has been around since 2006, that has been going strong for ever. Like, it's still going. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and like so, this is essentially. I I think this is a good idea. I think it, from what it, from hopefully that they really take note and they actually help have the modding the the people that they hired on help with actually some of the issues that are still with the game and some of the back end. What what I think when they say back end, I'm thinking what they mean is the issues that are like not the major focus. They're the ones that are just like things that should be should have been should be fixed and like they've actually shown through what they've modded that it it's e- it's just easy fixing um it's probably just it issues with the red engine itself is what i'm getting from. um but there will be more about it probably in the later weeks or so but it's cool that they, it's literally it says right here that our dream of working for cdpr and working on things we love and so far could only do in our spare time has literally come to life and no, has no impact on the state of the open source project that is Wolven Kit. So they're still working on that project as well while doing. It. So, yeah, that's pretty much it for the that scenario. At least it's a good light for CDPR. Um, yeah, it's whatever. the first positive piece of news yeah. that I've seen uh, come out of that corner in literally months. Uh-huh. Yeah, this is. The, I mean, they had the recent one uh, that so small um i did i was kind of disappointed that it was so small but you know what i'll wait and see they're kind of behind on what they're planning on 
But you know what? They're going through another reformation, like I say, like Activision Blizzard. It's another time for gaming act a reformation, essentially. And speaking of reformation, crunch time is a big thing. It is a big um, thing, man. Yeah. And uh, the yeah. newest company to take it on in the uh, public format is Naughty Dog. So the Sony-owned company is uh, out here speaking out about you know uh how crunch time like is bad everybody knows that but there's no one one solution for everyone type of thing you know what i mean so they'll try to make uh the they they tried mandates before they're like oh well nobody can work past this time and then uh they're all like well nobody works on sundays and but then they'd get people who would be like well actually on friday i have to go to like my daughter's soccer game so it would be easier if i came in on sunday uh to be able to work or somebody being like hey i'd rather do 12 hours for three days than you know uh like eight hours for five you understand what I'm yeah. saying? Like people wanting like the accessibility uh, of choosing their own schedule, but being able to be relied on and accountable for the work finished. Yeah. Like that's really what the battle is between crunch because like crunch is essentially if people don't know when the managers are like shoving the shit down your throat, they're like, you're going to work 80 hours this week. I don't care if you're fucking tired or burnt out. We're going to get this game done. <laughs> Like, yeah. uh, essentially, they're like, I don't care if that means you skip lunches or, lunches or your kids' soccer games. Fuck you. <laughs> essentially. In the in the words of uh, an executive. But, um... It does say right here that this, this interview draws criticism, of course. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it, it did draw criticism in corners uh, with one of uh, uh, Games Media member calling Wells and Druckmann's responses wishy-washy. And others yeah. saying Naughty Dog missed an opportunity to make themselves look decent. However, Naughty Dog environmental artist Anthony Vaccaro pushed back against these assertions, calling the effort to address crunch at Naughty Dog dramatic. And it is, you know what I mean? It is, it is dramatic that this has to be discussed in the 21st century and that there's labor laws that prevent people from working over X amount of hours, blah, 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 blah. Uh-huh. And the and the correct pay for that kind of thing. Because you know what? If, if I didn't have school and I just had a career as a video game designer, I wouldn't mind putting in 60, 80 hours into a game a week. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I really wouldn't because, one, like, it's one of my favorite things to do. You know what I mean? Because um, it's something I truly enjoy. And, two, that overtime. Oh, my God, that <laughs> overtime, bro. Like, what yeah. the fuck? Like, you're probably salaried, though. Salary, yeah. That's what I was thinking, too. Um, unless, but, like, you you're a, unless you're, like, a, a, a Q tester, so. Yeah, that, too. Anyways, I think it's just them. I, I think it's a bit of both. They're trying to put fluff in so they can, like, get people off their backs, but also they're trying to, like, inform people that they are doing changes. And it, I don't know. You know what? It's just another company coming out saying crunch time is bad. That's pretty much it. Um, That's all I really wanted to say. Naughty Dog yeah. said crunch time bad. Moving on. Dead Space Moving reboot. on. We're talking about actual video games now. And one big reboot that we talked about, I think last week or the week before, what? Because I do not. Maybe both weeks, Space. I think. Oh, Dead Space. Dead Space has a reboot officially coming, and there is lots of. Oh, they are being very transparent with it, and it's really cool that they're doing this. 
because I think it's really why I saw the videos that they showed for this. And that's on the article itself that you can check out. But during EA motive, Oh no, the Electron, uh, EA finally confirmed in July that a Dead Space remake is in the works. So in July we talked. The sci-fi horror do-over is being developed Motive. And will be completely rebuilt from the ground with enhanced graphics and a story that will closely but not completely follow the original. Today we got a bit of a closer look at to what the studio has in mind and how things are going. And while it's still in very early development in the process, it looks pretty promising. And in my eyes, it also looks... The core combat mechanic of Dead Space can be described as literally cutting off the limbs of the enemies, which is based with the plasma cutter. The Some evil dead shit. Hell yeah. Yeah. And that someone wrote it on the wall in blood. <laughs> uh, the reboot will lean into that aspect of gameplay even more with new body destruction system that the video showed off in itself. And you can carve and cook enemies in super precise ways. This is from the designers words themselves. And I looked at it while they were, they were testing and it looks really cool. The body destruction technology that we're developing that is allowing us to really remove the flesh off the bones of an enemy and to give you a good sense of not only the of gore, but also of how much damage uh, I am doing to the opponent, creative director Roman Campos uh, Oriola said. Is my weapon actually useful against this one? How close is it to dying? That's something that would be really interesting. So essentially what I'm getting from it is they're showing more like... Physically the, the breakdown of the uh, enemies versus just, enemies. Like a, like, just like a bar at the top, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then it, all of a sudden it explodes. I don't know if they're going to give you a bar at the top, but essentially what it looks like is... Well, physically you'll, you'll see it is what I'm saying. Like, so you won't need a bar. Yes. You, you won't need a bar at the top. Uh, so, uh, what's going to happen, what, what, it, what the video showed is that y it shows that the, him using a plasma cutter and when it hits them, it like singes their skin and burns their skin and melts it. So it shows bone or muscle or tissue That's and hot. you can do it on like any part. And then he essentially said this as well, is that you would primarily shoot towards where the bone is exposed to cut off limbs. So, because it would be the most like, uh, weakest part of the body. Um, so basically it has like actual real physics behind it. That is what they're trying to do, which is really cool. I really like that. I like that they're putting a lot of effort into like these small minute details that people really wouldn't look into if they were like, just I'd, look into it. Yeah. <laughs> I'd look into it. I'd look into it. I pay attention to my games. I don't know about anybody yeah. else. The Dead Space remake is still fairly early stages of development. And all of this is a work in progress. Well, this is another quote they said to this because we wanted to be open with communication and open to how we're tackling this game. Senior producer Felipe uh, Ducharme I'm going to fuck this name up. Ducharme has uh, said, I want to be clear this is not a gameplay reveal so this is just like testing the waters of what they can do with the plasma cutter. They're just showing early stages of what they're going to implement into the gameplay uh, right now. This game is probably not going to come out for another two years i'm calling it right now um because it looks like they're taking their time with it and i like how transparent they're being with it really showing what they're gonna do because this is not gonna be a official remake or like uh like they're a remaster of the entire game they're literally rebooting the franchise uh, although they're following the same story they're gonna change it slightly but with better graphics and better like animations and all that so, and better gameplay. 
so yeah, uh, that's pretty much it. It looks very promising to me. That's essentially what it is. Uh, with better PC controls and 4K blood and guts. Yeah. So uh, look for that. More news later down. Essentially. <clears throat> but speaking of cosmic horrors, there's a new cosmic horror game coming out that you showed me. There is. Sorry. I was reading an article about Mass Effect 4. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> already, it, it, you're already thinking about going into yeah, yeah. Well, you were talking about Dead Space, and I was just like, huh, Mass Effect 4. I got a push notification earlier about Mass Effect 4, and I was reading a Games Radar, uh, uh, or sorry, Game Rant uh, article about how Mass Effect 4 is taking a big risk, like with the original oh, really? trilogy's uh, legacy. Yeah. It, it's, it is? Seriously? Yeah. It's returning to the Milky Way. Uh, just based on the trailer, I mean... Because all they have released was the trailer at the Game Awards last year. So I'm expecting it in the next couple of years. Hence why I bought the trilogy. And I'm almost yeah. done replaying it. Oh yeah, by the way, I beat Mass Effect. And I beat Mass Effect 2. And I am now a uh, quarter of the way through Mass Effect 3. And it's fantastic. Just saying it for the, uh, for the fans out there listening. But uh, yeah, definitely play those. Like They're absolutely uh -huh. fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, but but, um, but we have this new cosmic horror game. We I mean, but we can talk about Mass Effect if you want. We can go on to that tangent. No, no, you know, <laughs> I could. Don't get me wrong. Like I'll tell you all about my choices that I made in Mass Effect Two, including how I fucked up at the end of Mass Effect Two, and I was like, yeah, let's give this Reaper ship to the elusive man. Why would I give anything to anybody named the elusive man? Like, why would I do that? Like, I asked myself. I killed Samara. I don't even know how she died. She's dead. Yeah. I killed oh. Zaid, because fuck that guy. I never gained his loyalty. I tried, but then I didn't want to save Vito. Or, excuse me, go kill Vito, and then uh, say fuck all those people in the factory. It was either save all the people in the factory, or go after Vito. And if you uh, went after yeah. Vito, then you earned his loyalty. But if you didn't, you didn't. And anybody who you don't gain the loyalty for uh, dies at the end of the game, essentially. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah, but Samara, I had her loyalty completely, and I don't know why she died. I really do not know why she died. I put her in a good role, you know? Maybe I shouldn't have put her in an active role in the front like I did with uh, uh, Tally, because I made Tally yeah. my love interest. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, so... Uh, I'm in Mass Effect 3, and I haven't seen Tally yet, you know what I mean? But when she comes Are back... Are you going for that tussie? Huh? That tussie. The tussie. <laughs> the, tur the Turian pussy. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know. She's not Turian. She's not Turian. I was but, just saying Tally pussy, but yeah. Tally I don't know <laughs> The Tassie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, sorry. Anyway, Dolman. That's what we were talking about, you know. And before I interrupted with the Mass Effect Four, I zoned out and I was like reading about Mass Effect Four. But uh -huh. um, it's a cosmic horror game that is coming out in 2022. The uh, future game show, powered by AMD, had a release today, actually, uh, about the game. So it ha came with like a little trailer with a little bit of gameplay. You know what I mean? A little bit of the monsters. It looks great, like, already. I mean, like, it, it could use a little work graphics-wise, but, like, this is yeah. the first trailer. You know what I mean? Like, this is uh -huh. literally the first trailer, so they aren't even done polishing it yet. You know what I mean? Sure, it's in post-production if they're releasing the, the fucking uh, uh, 
trailer, but you know anybody could clip a trailer from anything. I don't know if this this developer has done anything else. I wonder if this is the first game too. Massive Work Studio. Um, yeah, and publisher Prime Matter, uh, Dolmen is an action RPG that looks to be glorious coming together after the punishing combat popularized by Dark Souls. And the slippery timeline antics seen in Returnal. Uh, so that that's pretty cool. I didn't know that there was timeline this, timeline antics in Returnal, but I can't wait uh, to start it. This <laughs> is their first uh, video game. Uh, Massive Work Studio or Prime Matter? Massive work studio. I'm looking at Prime Matter right now. Gotcha. Uh, the results look to be a 2022 release that shouldn't be missed, like, just based on this gameplay. You know, I had you watch the trailer. Did you like it? I think it I looks... I thought it was cool. Yeah, I think it, it looks it, cool. I, I it gave me Dead Space Mass Effect vibes. I got a lot of... I got the... Uh, the Monster Hunter world, where Monster you're just Hunter? fighting big... You're just fighting monsters, essentially, but this one also sci-fi cosmic shit going on too which yeah it's like horizon zero dawn but like horror i'm i'm looking at what prime matter has done it looks like they did i'm just trying to find stuff about it It is coke media in the meantime uh to survive dolmen melee and range fighting styles are available if they don't get the job done there's always the energy mode that can be activated imbuing your attacks with elemental status effects devastating enemies within striking distance of course one misstep will see the timeline erased and you'll trying to reclaim your position in a devastated haunting world but you know sounds great uh dolman looks to be key game for prime matter in 2022 the label formed by coke media to handle its premium titles and a swath of exciting new ip uh okay so this is just new stuff that they're doing yeah yeah this is this is a whole new branch publisher publishing branch just for new ips that they're doing okay so dolman dolman is their first game for, yeah, cool, for cool, on cool, both cool, sides cool. but uh it dolman has been on the radar since it was revealed over the summer it was just revealed but they didn't really have any trailers and stuff like this but this trailer is actually uh making it worth its while you know what i mean I, yeah, i'll wait yeah, for yeah, it yeah. i'll wait for it but it, it's yeah. coming to all consoles yeah coming coming to all consoles guys uh be excited it's gonna be premiering next year sometime probably Except switch except switch yeah fuck you nintendo (laughs) it doesn't say switch on here so yeah i'm expecting but uh Uh, something else that we weren't expecting last week when it got announced saints row bro uh the they had they released a video showing gameplay and character customization teases so like that that's actually really exciting and it looks like it's getting back down more to its roots like uh yeah yeah not not the varied bullshit that we got uh in the later on three and like three beyond three and beyond or yeah that one yeah we're gonna go uh, with three and beyond but uh like i said in in my opinion people were bashing bashing the trailer because it looked too fortnite and i get it what but also the i it was just like a a reveal trailer it wasn't gameplay or anything and then also people kept saying that it was very like hipster-esque but also i'm just thinking like it's the way that they're going with it. Also, they on Twitter, they're basically like they said themselves, they're just doing a Saints Row thing. It's a Saints Row thing to do uh, to make a reboot, essentially. Yeah, like, Why aren't <laughs> literally. <laughs> <laughs> it is a Saints so, Row thing to do. Like, I don't know what else uh, that it's a Saint Row thing to do. But uh, exactly. They said it themselves. And I'm, I'm pretty excited because the gameplay I saw was actually really cool. And I liked it. 
Yeah, the Welcome to Santo Ileso trailer from developer Volition takes you on a seven-minute tour of the game, complete with gameplay snippets that show you what it's lo- what it looks like in action. And while we're still waiting for a more extensive, uninterrupted look at what it would be like to play New Saints Row, uh, this is a welcome follow-up to the CGI trailer, which debuted at opening night live at GamesCon 2021. So, like, this this video right here, like, it actually includes a lot of uh, really good information. And on top of that, uh, the the character character, uh, customization teasers and everything of all these characters, like a chrome-skinned cowboy with neon green mohawk. Like, that's fucking awesome. Like, I don't, I don't care what anybody says that, that, that's actually real. That's like Sims level, like, you know, (laughs) character customization. Your own custom boss. That's awesome. Yeah. I really like that. That gives more interaction and like immersive with the care with like, or like gives more uh, ways to be interacting with like the random, you know what I mean? Like GTA skins that you bought, you know, (laughs) like those Minecraft skins showing them off to your friends. It's the same thing, you know, it shows off the new Southwestern American city, Santo Eliso or Lies Lieso, I think is how it is. I don't know how to Ileso. say it. I'm not good. Ile- Ileso. 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 Santo uh, which Ileso. probably bears the motto keep it strange, Santo. Which keep is it normal strange, for Santo. <laughs> it in- introduces rival gangs you'll chew through the course of the campaign, introduce a proper introduction, the three fellow founders of Saints, entrepreneur Ellie, gearhead Nina, uh, Nina and shirtless influencer Kevin. Uh, also, it does say there are kinds of choices that I can make in a way that can play the game the most in um, leveraging the experience of volition and the creativity that we have trying new things out and having this open world where we can relax. It looks really different than the other thing. It doesn't look like it looks like it's more in like a very open world, more than just a city area. Like it has a lot like different areas that you it's also in like the southwestern so it's got like a desert vibe to it which is really i like the look that they're i don't want to say it but it looks like cyberpunk (laughs) yeah it's it's got it's got that bit of a feel it has a lot of neon las vegas-esque vibes is what i'm getting new vegas s5 (laughs) (laughs) but uh that's just some reveals that we have for saints row and there's going to be definitely more that they're showing because i think this game comes out yeah next year um so yeah yeah, so while we're still talking about games you know um this one we we're gonna kind of like combo because we have the same thing but different (laughs) so starfield Starfield, you know it says this next biggest ip that they're building and has been in the for years but not for it's their space ip but not for and there's some details that they've released for it such as three new locations and the fact that it's not for ps5 yeah that that sucks honestly it does but you know what i think microsoft is fine is going to finally get its own large hand exclusives they're going to get a lot more exclusives it's all right i have game pass on my computer i'm not really there you go you can play it see there you go (laughs) i um so starfield this is the this is the actual article that the title that they chose. Starfield will have a pleasure dome where you can get super high on alien fish. Do you want to know why about that location? Well, I'm about to tell you. So, this is like the mushrooms software. level of Assassin's Creed. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like literally, but with fish. Uh-huh. Bethesda Softworks has released a trio of location insights videos offering 
look at three separate locales in an upcoming sci-fi RPG, Starfield, the high-tech spaceport of New Atlantis, the rough-and-ready uh, Aquila, and Neon, a pleasure city where tourists can get high as hell on what they consider to be fish. Uh, so I'm going to talk about some of the stuff. This is on the Bethesda's YouTube channel itself. Now, so you got New Atlantis is the capital city of the United Colonies, the most powerful military and political power in Starfield. The city is a true melting pot, and its <laughs> residents come from every race, creed, and ethnicity. Rulo says, in a lot of ways, New Atlantis is a true reflection of the future of our world. I'm looking at Ashta in the next in the next paragraph. Just keep reading. Just keep reading. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Uh, Aquila, the capital city of Free Star Collective, a much rougher place populated by people who who hold uh, to the sanctity of personal freedom and individual. A wall. It's a walled city, which doesn't sound like it'd be much value in the distant space far future. But it turns out that the planet is populated by extremely hostile, dangerous predators known as the Ashta, described as a cross between a wolf and a velociraptor. Okay. That's why wow. I was laughing. I was like, oh my just, god. Apex, okay, cool. Apex predator. <laughs> yeah, just, just well, I, I understand why the why they made a wall. Um, That's why like I was a, laughing. A municipal management decision to me. I wonder why they, they, they're like sitting down there. They have to have a reason. Finally, there's Neon, the most interesting place of the three. It was originally designed as a large-scale fishing platform, but shortly after it was launched, corporate overlords discovered it that one of the planet's indigenous fish has serious psychotropic properties. The drug trade is far more lucrative than the industrial fishing, so it was a matter of very little time before the whole thing was converted into a waterborne pleasure dome where the gal citizenry can come to party their faces waterborne Water pleasure dome oh yeah totally uh my initial impression the blend of the tropes powerful neo empire rug tier town and anything goes pleasure palace it's uh <clears throat> i think it, it's good i think uh it's it's just really early for like what they're trying to explain for the game uh todd howard himself says the game is in a playable state all the way back in 2018 but it's still more than a year off so and, and it's not coming out until the 10th anniversary of skyrim on the november 11th 2022 i think since it's been in a playable state since 2018 it seems like they're just taking their time to polish it because this is their next biggest game and their first game on the creation engine 2 that has not been updated since they haven't had like they the creation engine was developed all the way back for like Morrowind and they worked and they did it after that i think they updated it for like oblivion and then they went from there but it hasn't been updated ever since so they're breaking the creation engine 2 that is this this, this is their first game and they're probably going to implement a lot of stuff that are like simple bugs that just commonly happen in like Skyrim or Fallout series games and stuff like that. Just because the engine is so old. So, yeah. Uh, yeah look out but, for that uh, when it comes out. And there's definitely going to be more news about it. Yeah, definitely like how it's. 
Still not for PS5. Just wanted to keep mentioning that uh, so that people know because Pete Hines went out and he did a live tweet thing and Microsoft and Bethesda both agree. They're all like, yeah, we made a deal back here sucking each other's dicks. And uh, I mean, PlayStation does the same thing. You know what I mean? But like, uh-huh. but, but Bethesda and Microsoft were like, yeah, we're sucking each other off. It's great. You know what I mean? And more power... More power to you, bro. Like, <laughs> I, uh-huh. it, it ain't going to stop me from playing it. So, uh, but while we're still talking about polishing up games, dude, uh, 343, which uh, did Halo, does Halo, I don't know. Does Halo now. Does Halo does now? See. Did Halo before? Yes. It did. <laughs> yeah, well, it that. On, yeah, it worked Halo. on Reach with Bungie, and then they took over Halo. Right. Bungie left. Well, yeah, so, that was after, like, the first game, though. Yes. Like Bungie, <clears throat> Bungie didn't extend past that. But besides the point, 343 Industries says it hasn't shown Halo Infinite campaign footage because the developers need to focus solely on polishing the game ahead of its December 8th launch. So they're working hard right now, like trying to make All sure right. that it looks great. And you know what? Like I've seen some of the multiplayer gameplay and it looks like a lot of fun. Oh, it's free. I already downloaded it. So yeah, I'm gonna play it, when it, 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 it looks like a lot of fun. I watched the IGN exclusive like a month ago, something like that. Yeah, month, month and a half, and it was fantastic. Like, yeah. uh, no, great I'm graphics, like way. super fast reactions. Like, I felt like the the player health was a little bit high for my personal liking, but I'm sure there's a hardcore mode where you like you know have stronger bullets. Usually, if you would. for hey, you know, there's an overshield, right? You have an overshield. Yeah, yeah, mode. yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, that usually happens. In the that. same Maybe way that Mass Effect like, has the whole overshield, you know what I mean? Okay, like, yeah, so it's going to have that. But it seems like they're dedicated to dealing with the bugs for, like, the older PC. The old, the, the, the now the now recent uh, old-gen consoles and next-gen consoles and modern PCs and stuff like that. So, yeah. Right. Uh, so we learned last week that Halo Infinite will launch without campaign co-op or the map building forge mode, meaning you'll only be able to play through the campaign solo for a little while, uh, and of course, multiplayer online. Uh, 343 says the plan to launch uh, campaign co-op in Season 2 about three months after launch, with forge coming in Season 3 roughly six months after Halo Infinite releases. Uh, Not Mm -hmm. ideal, obviously, but let's just be thankful the game wasn't delayed again because the devs had once considered it. Okay. I think it's a good idea that they're doing... It seems like what they're doing... As long as they they know that the campaign is polished and the online mode is polished, everything after that, like, is inconsequential, if you understand what I mean. Like, as long as the base game that you release is fucking done, you know what I mean? Uh Like, the extras and stuff like that, like Forge mode where you build your own maps and stuff like that, and they're like, oh, it'll come three to six months afterwards. I'm cool with that, you know what I mean? That's like a DLC Uh that you already bought. Forge, Forge essentially is such a big thing for map makers and what I get people can be, will be mad for a bit and it'll some it'll make some people not want to buy it just yet. But I think what they're I in my opinion what they're gonna do with this Forge mode is they're putting a lot more detail in what you can do and a lot more personal interact as well as gameplay specifics. I, I feel like they're gonna they're taking the Forge modes from the past and upping it by like two two, two three times. And adding so much more stuff because this game seems it's going to be like a lot bigger than its past predecessor. Um, essentially, is what I'm getting from it. <clears throat> so there, I, I, it's a, I think it's a cool idea that they're going to take their time with that one. I get the reason co-ops uh, stuff. So 
essentially they're just going to take uh, their time instead of, and it's going to be free releases. It's not like they're making them DLCs, which is great. So good on them. Um, so yeah, but I think we have one more game that's been announced. <laughs> Are you ready? Yes, it's the it's final one of the day, guys. Like, enjoy this one. Uh, a game where you you're the ship that blocked the Suez Canal is is being made. What does that mean? Oh, well, back in March, do you not remember the meme, the Evergreen, or what was it called? I can't remember. I think that it yeah, it was the Evergreen. I think. It was a giant shipping container that got wedged in the Suez Canal, blocking one of the world's biggest trade routes entirely for six days. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, this happened at a time when most of us were sitting at home. So, yeah. Uh, people obsessed over this and made so many memes about it. And now experts were at pains to point out that while all its piloting something that this size through the Suez Canal can be really difficult... And I'm I'm not gonna disagree there. I get I think shipping uh, captains or, or pilots or whatnot are really brave for piloting something that massive, like, and especially through the Suez Canal, which by the way is not the biggest like can, uh, trade route. It is a very it is pretty it's small. very it's very small, and I don't know after all these years why they haven't like deepened and widened it so that you could fit uh, like two ships through there at once yeah. instead of one. But you know, smarts, oh, well. smarticle particles, no. guy. Anyways, an indie developer by the name of Portica no, certainly noticed, and whatever is a not entirely serious attempt to present the challenges of the container ship's captain in the game in the game form. This is his words. You will cry and finally realize how amazing every cargo ship's captain is. Read the games from read from the game Steam page because it's extremely hard to pilot that. I mean, it's all it's all blocked out, but I'm gonna say fucking twenty two hundred thousand ton cargo ship with their extreme inertia through the canal. Yeah, no, I I do not doubt that. The game is a single player cargo boat <laughs> cargo boat drifting game at its core, and will launch in early access on September seventh. He is pleased. Uh, I am pleased to see that the high priority additional features to follow post launch are more canal and details like exploding cargo. Yeah, but the game is being released in what the developer considers to be a complete form with nine stages and two bosses. Um, this is. So it's going to be kind of a small game, but they, he also is adding new stuff on later for free. Uh, and apparently Godzilla turns up in the Suez Canal <laughs> from one of the pictures. <laughs> There's also UFOs in some of the screens. So, yeah, if you're after Bro, an accurate reflection of the, the challenges faced Suez by captains canal. and giant... If a ship couldn't fit through the Suez Canal, what the fuck makes you think Godzilla's going to fit in the Suez Canal? <laughs> I have no idea, man. Uh, I'm scared. If you're an accurate reflection of the challenges faced by captains and the giant cargo ships, this may veer off the... I feel like it's going to start as like the regular one where you have to get through the Suez Canal, and then when you get past that, it's just going to get bad shit insane. Um, but it's fun to see real-world bleed in the game. This is a silly one. Um, I, I think it's going to just be a funny little game that people are just going to have a little some enjoyment out of, like Cluster Truck or... Uh, uh, I mean, that's the one that I can really think of that was like just stupid fun. Oh, Fall Guys! How about that? Fall it's just Guys. Gonna be stupid fun. Yeah, <laughs> stupid fun. Um, why I said Cluster Truck because whenever I think of like games with like I don't know, that's the only one. That's what just came to mind. 
It's the one where you like jump from truck to truck, but you're able to like slow time or something, and they're like exploding and shit. So, yeah. And that is our last article of the day. Yes, it is. It is. And uh, we will be back on Saturday with some content that we have pre-recorded for you guys. So Uh uh, we'll also have, I'll be back this weekend and we're going to watch Shang-Chi. And we're going to record that and maybe another movie if we find the time. Oh no, we have a spe- we have the special one with Katie that we should record. Oh yes, the hour special. Yeah. Uh huh, that one. Yeah. yeah. So we'll we'll when you you'll notice when that one comes. Anyways, we'll talk to you guys later about next week news. Later, bye <laughs> bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Spitting Nonsense podcast. If you enjoyed anything we talked about and want to support or talk to us. We have included all the links you need at the Spitting Nonsense podcast on Discord. The link is posted in the description. Thanks again for listening.